1: what's up everybody welcome back another week of the nfl food for thought podcast right here on Rotogrinders.com. i am justin carlucci aka the and i'm alongside of will priester aka chief justice what's going on buddy how are you doing good man uh
2: when you hear that sigh it almost feels like uh a bad story is coming but a bad story isn't coming just wish i had a a better night in, in, on the prop land. I just, I'm going to be honest with you, people, just okay night, but nothing spectacular, you know, and uh, we power on. You know, most people are grinding their DK showdowns, and I, I usually do a little showdown on Monday, but uh, mostly, man, I'm, I'm prop grinding, and uh, it it just isn't hasn't come together yet. The cool thing about the prop game is – As long as there's a game alive, you got a shot to do something special every night. Every night, you got a shot. And so that's where I am right now. Um, I do have a shot here late. I've got some. And and I'll tell you guys what I have. Let's just lead in with that since we're talking props. This isn't NFL. This is NBA. But I took uh, Anthony Davis over 25 and a half real points with a Nikola Vucevic list. Um uh Chicago Bulls team. I took Norman Powell over 16 and a half points. And and I did that because I, I did some speculation, figured Dame might be out. Dame could still like not play the whole game. So uh took Lonzo ball under 13 and a half points, is the Lakers, but hasn't just you know, he's not that that guy on this team because they got the two main scores. Took CJ McCullum over. 34 and a half fantasy points, FanDuel scoring. And I took Pascal Siakam over 34 and a half fantasy points. And so look, the night is still young. This could very well be uh the shaker for the money maker, you know? And uh, I am going to ask this this uh five pick flex to Shake your money, Mika. Shake your money, make I need to sh- shake a few dollars out. You know what I mean? Uh and then I got a little second half action as well for NFL. So, and guess what? Robbie Gold is coming up. And uh, let's see. Come on, Robbie. This is a 50-yard attempt. We get this, we're we're home. My god, he hit it. Robbie Gold, ladies and gentlemen, has crushed not only his second half prop with his full game prop which was at six and a half unbelievable thank you Robbie Gold
1: you may have just helped us put a few more dollars in the bank behind the scenes look at the action of the chief grinding the prop life which he's heavily invested in puts out a ton of great content just a beautiful segue because no you're tuned into the right pod it's not an mba podcast but of course the chief and i have a long history with dfs mba and talking about it together but congratulations to you my friend because if you are a hear me out Rotogrander subscriber but a, it's a free discord room is that right for your Listen. new your new yeah. uh your new avenue here so Tell everybody, what do you got going on on the Roto Granders Discord now,
2: Will Priester? What's yeah, doing? listen, it, appreciate that, Luch. It's called Chiefs Prop Shop. And uh, basically, man, we are talking props, uh, everything. Like I was telling Luch, you know, before the pod, we kick it off in the morning with eSports. eSports is going to start at 3 a.m. Eastern time today. And I'm going to be placing those props in after this podcast for anybody that's, that wants to hop in there. Those props will go in, and guess what happens, folks? Esports go all day up until about 5 or 6 o'clock, so we get to wake up to money, to green. I go to sleep. I'm not thinking about it. I wake up. You know, I record a video or something. I say, oh, yeah, let's see how esports is going. I check it. We do well. Great. If not, guess what? Esports typically has a match going on every hour on the hour, so we've got so many chances to take bullets. And then what I like to do, I kind of group mine together. Um, you know, typically there's two or three matches per hour. Anyway, that's that's the eSports portion, but we're talking underdog. We're talking Thrive. We're talking a whole lot of prize picks. You guys know I love thrive picks, pi- prize picks and Thrive Fantasy. Talking Thrive Fantasy, love their props over there. Um, so we're doing all of that. And it's fun, man. It's a community. Uh, we're all feeding off of each other. Uh, I don't know it all, right? And that—that's—I'll tell you that right now. I don't know it all, but what I do know, I contribute. I'm contributing a whole lot of esports, mainly CS:GO. Uh, we've got a guy in there that's a little bit, you know, pretty familiar with Rocket League, so he's gonna do a little bit of that in there. Uh, but I'm dropping NBA. I'm dropping NFL. I'm dropping CS:GO or CS:GO, and uh, that's. Those are my specialties for now. That's what I'm contributing to Chiefs Prop Shop. And here's the tagline. Come chop it up in the prop shop. Like a chop shop. Get it? Little plate. Anyway, come join us, folks. Tons of fun. Uh, A a lot of other contributors are in there. Dean's dropping his picks in there. Britt Devine's dropping his picks. Stevie's dropping his stuff. Dan, I'm sure, is going to keep crushing college football. He dropped some stuff in for college football this weekend. We made some money, like... Listen, man, it's the reason I love this prop game is guess what, Looch? Me and you don't have to try to split a million dollars. We're literally competing together to try to take this thing, our bankrolls to the next level. I call it the joint sweat. And there's nothing better than the joint sweat, Looch. Let me tell you, because we can all root for each other. We're all rooting for each other. It's
1: fantastic come hang out in the prop shop. It's free. It's free. Great stuff, man. And uh, of course, if you want some more uh, betting info and picks, uh, we are frequently on scores and odds. A lot of us putting our picks on there throughout the week as well. So um, there are a ton of opportunities to check out what we got going on and uh, collectively, uh, I think our team's great. I can't say it enough good things about the people we have the content we put out uh in the prop shop is an awesome new addition to uh, what we have going on at roto grinders here so awesome stuff and uh you know you joked earlier you might have to put some office hours up there so uh, you get a little bit of a breather but uh, you are very active in the prop shop so you want to pick the chief's brain a little bit you know check out the discord channel uh and you know see a little bit of the behind the scenes of you know what chief and company myself included most likely i'll probably pop in there and see what the method is behind the madness you know why we look at the things we look at to uh, make these selections but uh keep up the success with prize picks and thrive and everything my friend and uh let's talk about some nfl football where do you want to be- where do you want to begin you you, you kick well, this off give us some elephants in the room here for the well, first segment I, this isn't the elephant in the room but I, I couldn't
2: be more happy that the Panthers have Cam Newton back in the building. Cam is not an MVP quarterback, okay? But it's to me, it's kind of like Peyton Manning getting retired by the Indianapolis Colts, right? Retire, you know, retiring with Indianapolis. Kobe retiring with the Lakers. You know, if LeBron would go back to Cleveland, you know, for a day, get a day contract and retire, like Cam Newton. Has been the Panther since he's been there. I mean, he he's he's always bled blue, man. You know, he you know, keep pounding. Like, so I'm I'm pretty pumped that Cam is back. Not and and supposedly they're gonna work him into starting this week. Wow. Uh whew, I just I'm excited. I, I'm ex- I, I think Joe Brady's can get something out of Cam Newton in this passing game. I hope, right? um we saw Robbie Anderson come alive a little bit I mean he got he got over 20 20 yards receiving hey with small baby steps here baby steps DJ Moore we're going to see where his target share is we're going to see where Christian McCaffrey is but Christian McCaffrey's back the defense is coming together can the Panthers get into the wild card maybe I mean Tampa Bay lost again
1: the Saints didn't win you're welcome I mean, we, we've got a shot here. Like, you know what I mean? It's, Back in the mix with Cam Newton. It's just a little jolt of electricity. Yeah. I Listen, mean, I'm, I'm excited for a little and, RPO and game with McCaffrey and Newton. Right, and, and Open we're at home, home little this little week. Bit. We're at home this week against the Washington football team. The hot Washington football team. Listen,
2: I don't care how hot they are. You don't think Ron wants to try to punish Cam and Cam wants to try to punish Ron?
1: Man, we have storylines upon storylines in that game. <laughs> uh, so
2: I, I'm really excited. Uh, so that, that's kind of just, I wanted to kick show off with that, prop shopping that. And uh, I think the biggest elephant in the room here, and, we, and I think we touched on this a little bit last week, if I, if I can remember, a little bit last week. No team is safe this season. It's insane. You look at you look at a you know so we saw the Cowboys have a meltdown against the Denver Broncos. I mean a meltdown. The, the meltdown of all meltdowns. And they come this week and hang 40 plus on the Falcons. 40 plus. And it's like, "Hey, we're still okay. Don't don't worry." Well, Baltimore They have a football game that they had to play. And Looch, things did not go their way. What in the world? Uh, Just a meltdown, to say the least, against the Miami Dolphins, okay? The Tampa Bay Buccaneers have a meltdown against the Washington football team. The Pittsburgh Steelers, oh. no Big Ben, no Big Ben, no Big Ben. I'm going to oh. listen now. First of all, you know what I've said about Big Ben. It is time, and I do still think it's time. Oh. But I gotta believe oh, yeah. if Ben Roethlisberger plays this game, they beat the Lions. Okay, I'm I'm I'm, I'm going to give Ben put some respect on his name because I've been calling Ben out. But if he plays, you got to think they beat the Lions. And I think they said, hey, this is, the, this is the game where we can make up an injury and give him a break. It's the Lions. And it ends in a tie. 16-16. Najee Harris says, and I quote, I didn't even know we could end in a tie. Wow. A story for another day. Uh, the New Orleans Saints, Trevor Simeon, go to Tennessee, uh, don't win. Thank you, thank thank you, Luch. I appreciate it. We need that. Cleveland Browns going to Foxborough and get waxed. Okay, waxed. And look, look, and look, people. I'm going down the list for a reason. I want you to see all of these anomalies. No team is safe. Buffalo thought it might have been a trap game, and they come
1: out and just you know say, "Hey, we're still here." A week after their meltdown. Yeah. Their meltdown was last week. Every team is, is, see, I don't see, I don't, the the Titans were the original laughing stock of the league. They had the first meltdown, but it's, but not only is it passed, every team is having a one head scratcher and they move on. How do you respond? You you can tell a lot by the, by the response. And uh, you're right. Keep going down. You got any more down that list? Oh, I do. You you know, I do.
2: Go ahead. There's, there's one big one. I kick this thing off with the Panthers Mm -hmm. and they go into Arizona. No Kyle Murray, I get it. Hey, I'm, I'm not overlooking some of the obvious things here. Excuse me, but they gonna, but not only do they win, Luch. It's not like we win like 18 to 15 or 17 to 16. Like we hang 30 on them. Large margin. First game cam is back. Just incredible. Uh, the Seahawks and and the Green Bay Packers. I mean, just kind of a slow dragging game, and then you look and Aaron Rodgers is almost at three hundred. Last but not least, here, and I think this is this is the big one, to me. Kansas City with their interesting offensive compilation of just bad offensive play bad defensive play for a large stretch go into las vegas and absolutely embarrass the raiders organization what in the world are we what in the world is happening here i mean just anomaly after anomaly after anomaly and then you go to this week and you say okay Who's going to get get it this week? Because it's coming. Some team that's not supposed to lose is going to lose. I don't know who it is. I can't tell you which team it is. But one of these teams is going to lose. And then we've got, as you've already talked about pre-show, we've got the, the granddaddy of them all on this slate. The Dallas Cowboys are going into Kansas City. I'm going to stop right there, Luke. let you, you know, chime in here. But last week was just, it was rough. And this week is going to be even more interesting.
1: The league is so good. I mean, once you have a consistent showing of anomalies, they don't become anomalies anymore. What did we say last week? We're stuck in a space-time continuum. It's the only reasonable Space explanation we have left. time continuum. It's the only reasonable explanation we have left. But I think it's a testament to the competitiveness of the league. The margin, the, the, the gap, the skill gap is, is minimal. The bad teams are good. They can show up once in a while every couple of weeks. It reminds me of March Madness. You know, Last year, it was wide open, uh, but it wasn't bad basketball. It was good hoops. I'm kind of feeling that same way uh, watching the NFL, and it's a treat to watch because I said it before, that's why it's so addicting because it's one surprise after another. I, I, I will say this. It's a week-to-week league. Oh, that's what they're saying. Pat on the back to the Tennessee Titans for finding ways to win these ball games. Saints did not have their starting quarterback. But Trevor Simeon is a borderline, like, you know, top 30, 35 quarterback. No Alvin Kamara. I understand. Still have a pretty good defense. New Orleans really good front seven there. Still got Marshawn Lattimore. Well, the Tennessee Titans, they're on pace to have the most players rostered in any season in NFL history. That is how many injuries they have had. They are well on pace to break that record. It was ugly. But the Titans, of course, do not have Derrick Henry. Season's over without Derrick Henry. Ha. 2-0 since that. In this league, when anybody can lose, I will gladly take that victory over the New Orleans Saints as a Titans fan. Defense looks pretty good, all things considered. A lot of talk about that defense, finally. Marcus Johnson big day. Shout out to Mr. Tuttle for touting Marcus Johnson. Having the cojones to tout Marcus Johnson on not one, but two Roto Grinders video audio products. Mr. Tuttle saying Marcus Johnson. What a call. Listen, I'm just impressed with the way the culture that Vrabel is really... Uh, put together here in Tennessee I'm enjoying this eight and two run whenever whenever the run ends the run ends but uh, I'm enjoying watching a team figure out ways to win in this wacky league after everybody said they were a joke after the Jets game ripped off six straight it's fun it's fun that was look that was fun
2: don't get me started on Marcus Johnson heck of a call by Tuttle more importantly uh, AJ Brown just destroying my props over the weekend. I mean I had him at over five and a half receptions which i thought was very fair considering the situation and uh, well you know just didn't work. He didn't care about that they, all they care about is winning and they should but man we got we gotta find ways to be better. AJ Brown can't have one catch. We can't do that, and, and you, you're going to be the lead dog receiver. And, hey, but that's that's story for the other day.
1: Titans got the win. Congrats, Luch. Congrats. It's I'm enjoying it while we have it. If Derrick Henry comes back in the postseason to any capacity, he will be welcomed with open arms. <laughs> we will see what happens. I will say this, Chief, that long list of injuries with that the, the Titans have been dealing with. Bud Dupree got hurt. First defensive drive. Taylor Luan was in and out of the game again. In that first quarter of that game, Chief, A.J. Brown took a nasty shot on the sideline. Legal clean hit. It's so hard to play safety in the NFL. Clean hit, just nasty. And it took him about 40 seconds to get up off his knees. I think that might have a little something to do where they stopped feeding A.J. Brown. I do not think he was okay. If he has a good week of practice, what do we say? That's a prop. You go right back to the well on. Oh, man. you know it. but Because volume. they may drop it to four and a half. And you I'm like, it. thank you. And, and I appreciate back, it. Back to back weeks. They play the Rams. They play the Saints. Arguably two top five defenses in the league. And they had the Houston Texans this week, my friend. So You know what that means? L. Is this it? <laughs> is this the game? Is this the game? Just just let me know now so I don't have to waste four hours on Sunday.
2: I would prepare for the L.
1: Oh, don't tell me that. And
2: enjoy the W. Let's go with that. Prepare for the L.
1: Enjoy the W. Okay. Two more games. I think we need to spend a little more time on. Whew. Big Mac, Mac attack. The New England Patriots.
0: Huh. a grooving.
2: Mean, yeah. I mean, everybody's got them as a dark horse to
1: get a wild card spot. So we will, uh, we'll see how this goes. What, what what's the biggest news? By the way, two podcasts ago, I said, new England was making the playoffs and they're going to win a game, but we are skipping the biggest story from that new England game. Chief, the biggest headline, what's the biggest headline in that game? <sighs> Plenty of oh, them. So-
2: I was hoping Joey Bosa was going to get a sack. And uh, he had his hands all over Matt Stafford. And Matt Stafford just
1: bread loafs the ball. Gosh. What's the biggest story? In that game. Well, I'll tell you. I'll tell you what that biggest story is. Jacoby Myers scored his first NFL touchdown. <laughs> well, absolutely. That's the, story. It's the biggest story. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we all were talking about this over the Twitter spear and the Discord spear, the Slack spear. I think we started that. I think we started that when we had the trivia with Andre on the show and yeah. it kind of people started to notice. So, um. Oh, speaking of, not, not to make this about the prop shop, but we will
2: have Chiefs trivia during the week. And today's trivia question was, you know, uh, the person that guessed my birth month would get a free comfy T-shirt. Ooh. And we did have someone guess it only after a few guesses, which was cool. And uh, so they're going to be getting one in the mail, but yeah, we're going to have some chiefs trivia. We're going to give away t-shirts. We're going to give away a week free of SAO premium. That's going to be big. Uh, and we do have some guys that crank out some winners, me included, Carlucci included, Grant included, you know, Beansy included trust me, we, we've got some, some heavy hitters. So
1: mm-hmm. uh, it, it's going to be good for sure. Uh Okay. <laughs> Where do the Browns go from here? What, what, what do you do? Uh, and uh, is New England for real, for real? Because they are just playing some sound NFL football right now. Whew. What, what are the Cleveland Browns, Chief?
2: Um, possibly dead.
1: <laughs> you, you might be onto to something. You might be honest something. I mean, Baker Mayfield goes down. Nick Chubb had COVID Beckham demanded his release. Kareem Hunt still on the shelf. Uh-huh. You have a good offensive line, but I mean, where do you go from here? I mean, I did not expect us to be talking about the Browns as possibly the odd team out and, um, you know, they have an opportunity to get back on track against the Lions, but the Browns are closing out their year with at Baltimore, at home against Baltimore, back-to-back back after a bye, sandwiched between the Ravens games or a bye week, What awful scheduling. So they go ravens by ravens raiders Ravens-Raiders-Packers-Steelers-Bengals. Whoo! That is not good. <laughs> yeah, r- rough. But, hey, we're, we're going to figure out where the
2: Bengals are this week. They got to go into town and to face the Raiders. And I'm telling you right now, that might be the game, that might be the secret game of the week While everybody's looking at. And we we don't, I'm not skipping ahead the recipe for success. I'm not skipping ahead. But I'm telling you, the Bengals-Raiders game could very well be the game that no one talks about, but it's like the showcase, right? Like, it it, it very well could be the game. And I'm, you know, I'm already uh, getting into some, uh, some 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 uh, some prices here. Derek Carr is fifty nine hundred again. Hunter Renfro is fifty eight hundred again. Uh, I think that's what he was last week, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah, I can't. No, no, no. They were on showdown, so he didn't count. Um, Darren Waller is sixty one hundred. Joe Mixon seventy six. Josh Jacobs six K. Uh, But this could be a big game of the week because this game should have some scoring. It should have some scoring. If nothing else, Joe Burrow is going to be pushing it down the field to his running mate, Jamar Chase, along with, as we always talk about on the Blitz show, T. Higgins, who keeps getting targeted and finally had an okay game. But if you look at this game log, 15 targets week seven, six targets week eight, eight targets week nine, seven targets week nine, six targets week six. The big game is a coming. Could it be this week? T Higgins, everybody.
1: Could very well be. I like that call quite a bit. Um, Another elephant in the room for me is I, I talked about a couple weeks ago that I don't know what the Chargers are, and I still don't know what they are after this brutal loss to Minnesota drops them to five and four a big takeaway from that is is mike williams playing hurt potentially or is he regressing i don't know either way he's not nearly involved as he was in the beginning of the season
2: and Last do you week, think
1: this is correlating to losses it, it it could be but i also think they have enough playmakers on that team to get by yeah, uh, we're talking about the Vikings. You know, we're talking about some of these head scratchers. But just to point out, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm begging for a Mike Williams rebound game as much as the next guy is. But post by week here, week mm-hmm. eight, 14% of the target market share, week nine, 13%, and week 10, respectable 18%. But earlier in the year, he had some real spike weeks. I mean, he was averaging 19% of the target market share throughout the entire year, which goes to show you the work he was getting in the beginning. I mean, week five, 37%. Week three, 27% of the target market share. Um, And I know if I go back even further, if this ever loads, uh, those numbers were also uh, pretty high in the first couple of weeks as well. Let's see, I bring it up right here. Um, Anyway, but in, in comparison, yeah, exactly. Week one, 26%. Week two, 25%. Week three, 27%. Post bye week, he's in the teams, man. And that's kind of going hand in hand with Keenan Allen's spike in work. I don't I don't think there's a coincidence here. 32% I mean, Keenan Allen week eight, 34% week nine, 33 percent week 10. I, that you just got to keep playing Keenan Allen at this point. There is something happening there between these two Chargers receivers who are often very popular in tournaments and cash games alike. So Keep playing Keenan Allen. I I think something's up with Mike Williams. I'm, I'm I'm not about to play the regression train here because we weren't even sure what he was to begin the season. So that was kind of one of my takeaways when I was kind of watching that game and looking at some of the numbers when they came out.
2: Yeah, I mean, something's definitely up. Let's say that. Something is definitely up. Now, I don't know what that something is specifically. But, but something's definitely up and uh, you know it's not it's not looking good let's say that I'd like for, to for, see
1: what, what Mike Williams uh target prop is gonna come out on but look at dating back to, to week six five targets by week five targets five targets six targets typically you don't catch all of them either so you know yeah if we, if we see if we, if we see a five and a half. Uh, number which we very well might i mean i'm looking at i'm looking at under on that if this trend continues yeah, absolutely i don't do if you it, have any analysis on the chargers with like what is going on with them here's, here's what i will say and and so
2: in the nfl coaches get fired quickly right and so when you bring in the new coach, typically you're bringing in a coach for his own culture, but you're also bringing them in so that you could try to win more football games because you believe that this coach is going to not only bring a culture, but a winning culture. Well, that's all well and good, but it still takes players, which the Chargers have, but what I'm, what I'm more interested in is we had, you know, Mr. Lynn there, coach Lynn, who was, you know, coaching pretty well. They were playing hard. They weren't winning games. And it's like, Oh, well, he's not managing the games. Well, right. Okay. That's fine. And then we bring in uh, Staley and you're pretty much looking at the same exact team. Nothing's really changed. Okay. Uh, You know, you look at the Lions. And I'm using this as an example. They've had, um, what's the defensive coordinator for for Philly now? Who's the defensive coordinator for Philly?
1: Jim Schwartz. Is that him? We just talked about Jimmy who's in Tennessee making an impact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. That's it. Thank you. I said, I said Philly, Tennessee. Thank you. Well, you, but, had, you had my brain going. Cause first I'm like, wait a minute. You're talking about Matt Patricia who flopped in Detroit. Remember? No, so, no, no. Okay. But, but Matt Patricia did flop.
2: Better as a coordinator. Okay. Right. Patricia. We had Schwartz. And here's what I'm saying. Schwartz had him playing hard. Weren't winning games. At some point the organizations have to start looking within. Do do you understand what I'm saying? At some point, we have to quit blaming the coaches. And you have to look at the players and you got to look at the organization and say, what are we doing as an organization, right? Because you got Justin Herbert, who is arguably the best quarterback out of that draft. And perhaps not even arguably. He's the best
1: quarterback out of that draft. You've got Keenan Allen. You've got Mike Williams. You got Mike, whatever he is, Williams. That's our new nickname for you. You've got defensive pieces. You got Austin Eckler.
2: You've got Austin Eckler. You've got a tight end in Jared Cook. Sir, Jared Cook's not elite, but he's good. He's not dead yet. Right, he's good. <laughs> yeah. Um. They've got. Uh, not Nick Bosa, but Joey Bosa. Like they, they've got pieces, right? Why can't this team seem to find a way to win consistently? I think it's an organizational issue. I, I think we got to quit blaming the coaches in this. Like when you look at the Browns, we don't blame, we don't really blame the coaches. We blame the Browns because that organization has been terrible. Fifty quarterbacks and. Five seasons, 50 coaches in five seasons, and the Chargers might be on their way to that, Looch. I'm, I'm looking at this organization, and they had, uh, like I said, they've got um, Staley now. Lynn was before. There was another coach before that that I think wasn't there too long. Turnover is happening. The organization's got to start looking at itself. All right, I'm
1: done. No, you make a, you make a really good point. I'm glad we get to talk some X's and O's and some organizational stuff here and mix it in with some DFS and some prop talk because uh, things go hand in hand. Uh, let me ask you this, because, of course, we're going to spend a lot of time on the Chiefs and the, and the Cowboys, and we can kind of intertwine. Can I go down one more rant about organization? You can Please. go on as many rants as you want. You have a Discord channel. You, you can basically do whatever you want. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm not <laughs> blended, so I can't do whatever I
2: want. <laughs> talk However, la- last rant. Because if I'm going to talk about bad organizations, I'm going to talk about good organizations. Two come to mind. Three really, three really come to mind, but one is going to seem more controversial than the other because they typically field average teams. And the second one is kind of starting to field average teams consistently now, but three organizations come to mind, love them or hate them. Number one, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Pittsburgh has built its brand on winning football and consistency, right? You don't have to worry about who the coach is going to be in Pittsburgh. It's Mike Tomlin. Love love Mike Tomlin or hate Mike Tomlin. You can say whatever you want about maybe him needing to leave. Pittsburgh understands that in the grand scheme of NFL coaching, It's very hard to find, one, a motivator of men, and two, someone that's going to help lead a football team. Mike Tomlin's that guy, okay? Two, and so Pittsburgh does it their way. Two, New England Patriots. Yes, Tom Brady and Bill Belichick built a culture, but, but let's talk about why it's so good. Whatever the culture is in New England, Everybody goes there and buys in. You're not allowed to not buy in, right? If you decide, hey, I don't want to buy into the New England culture, no problem. We'll cut you. We'll release you. You can go wherever you want to go. And yes, Tom Brady is gone. I get it. But we see with Matt Jones that they've got a culture in place, a system in place, a winningness about themselves that even though they may have a rookie quarterback, you can see the culture, right, of New England starting to run through that team. That's two. Three. And this is the one I said, well, they've got their culture, and it might be a little bit more controversial because they're, they're typically field average football
1: teams. Hold on. Let me, let me guess here. Hold on. They got their culture, and they field average football teams. Got their culture and they let me go out on a limb here. They typically field average football teams in the past decade or so. Correct. NFC. Correct. NFC North. Uh, no. My colder is playing the hot cold game. We're we're in we're in NFC, not the north, though. Okay. Um, typically field average football teams. Well, I'm thinking about a couple of cold. My, so my initial guess was the Chicago Bears because they have nope. they have that historic. Uh, you know, they have that integrity. The but tradition. trust me, I don't.
2: I don't think their culture is as strong as
1: this one. Okay. Um. Ah. The Dallas Cowboys. Correct. Ah, yes. The Dallas Love Cowboys. them or hate them. The Cowboys have a culture. The definition of average. You said that word average, my brain, didn't and, right and away. here's the thing:
2: they want to win. They've just been fielding average football teams. This year, they may be getting away from just average and getting into the upper echelon of the NFC. Say what you want about Mike McCarthy. This team did not do as well under Jason Garrett. These are the facts. They did did this well once. We're going to see if McCarthy can have some repeat success. But you have to put some respect on the Cowboys' name in terms of their culture, right? And, and, And here's something else the Cowboys don't do, Luch. They don't fire coaches after one season right? That's not what they do. See? Listen, say what you want about Jason Garrett, average, whatever. They gave him his chances to be successful, right? They didn't write him off there for a season, two seasons, three seasons. They gave him his chances. The successful organizations give the coaches their chances to be successful. And I'm telling you right now, Chargers are headed down a dangerous road. Right? Dangerous. The Lions are about to be the new Cleveland Browns. Cleveland, I think, may have found something with Stefanski, but guess what? Doesn't matter. If they lose this season, he could be out. That That's probably an exaggeration, but we know who the Cleveland Browns are. The Jaguars, coach turnover. Right? The Giants are starting to enter into heavy coach turnover. You see? Start looking at these teams. They're not going to win like that. There aren't a whole lot of Sean McVeighs out there that are just, you know what I'm saying? It takes something to be a head coach. Anyway, all right, I'm done.
1: I, I've hogged it up enough with my culture talk. It's necessary. It's refreshing on this Tuesday of – starting the daily fantasy hour, daily fantasy sports, 80 hours of research week, 700 hours of podcast listening. I listen to, I listen to mine on 10X, you know? I just want to get as much info much in my head as I can get. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Listen, the Kansas City Chiefs found something. I don't know. Are they back or are they not back? but they found balance. And while I may not be talking run past balance, they spread the ball out. Good things happen against the Raiders. Tyreek Hill had a 20% target market share. Travis Kelsey had a 20% target market share. Darrell Williams, who has been a pleasant surprise, 18% target market share. Any monster safety in the end zone, by the way, he did. Byron Pringle, 10%. DeMarcus Robinson, 8%. Nicole Hardman, 6%. The ball was not being forced. And the numbers are not lying. And that <laughs> team is even more dangerous when the ball's getting spread out a little bit here. As good as Tyreek is, Chief. As good as Kelsey is. And they made their plays. They did their damage. But when you keep them honest, and I'm willing to throw the ball in the end zone to Noah Gray. I'll check down at Demarcus Robinson and take five yards. There's Jerick McKinnon. Bloop, I'll throw for four yards instead of throwing a pick. Look what you get. How much of this
2: do you think was the Raiders not sticking to the blueprint to slow down Kansas City and Kansas City figuring something out?
1: I think it was more of Kansas city figuring something out like 75 25 and maybe just a little less stubbornness finally slowly from Patrick Mahomes. And dare I say, even a little bit up from Andy Reed because you still saw some flashy Andy Reed stuff. But I think that was a big maturity game for Patrick Mahomes. Uh, you've seen the tape. You've seen you've seen the the first half of this season, uh, and you saw it. You know he was able to get away with some things in the past. Hold on to the ball forever. Throw it deep. Always wants the home run because he's more than capable of throwing any pass in the league, and he has two guys who are more than capable of making any catch in the league. But you saw him take what the defense gave him more than probably he was willing to at any other game this season. I think, Chief. Trusting the guys like Byron Pringle, trusting Jerick McKinnon, trusting Darrell Williams, who dare I say for Clyde Edwards-Hilaire season longers, that might be an even split moving forward when Edwards-Hilaire comes back because Williams has been phenomenal. They have a little bit of a formidable run game finally. Yeah, he's so been I, good. You know what? You might be right. Maybe the Raiders got away from the exact blueprint, but also with the way that game started, they had to start taking some opp- taking some chances. That That game did not begin the way it needed to for Oakland, I think, too. They they, they, they were stale right off the ramp. They were stale. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I, I don't disagree at all. That being said, <laughs> let, let's look ahead. Recipe for success. Yes. yes. There's going to be a lot of chalk in this Dallas-Kansas City game, DFS-wise, uh, and rightfully so. 55 and a half total we have right now in that game. Obviously, it's a, a doozy, a whopping total. These teams had some of their crisis games behind them already. Dallas had theirs against Denver. Uh, they obviously had their injury scare with Dak. <laughs> Kansas City might have had a few crisis games. Uh, but they showed enough throughout the year that the offense still was uh, in pieces, the offense that we were accustomed to seeing. First of all, let me put you on the spot. Who wins this football game on Sunday?
2: I'm going Dallas. I think Dallas has been the better team overall. And uh, I I do think Dallas has playmakers on the defensive end that could make this tough on Mahomes. Micah Parsons has been great. Yeah. Yeah. Rookie. I I think – I think if Dallas is able to – here's the thing. Dallas can play both styles of football, which really makes them interesting, right? Like they can take the air out of the football and uh, and absolutely go to town against Kansas City with Zeke Elliott and Tony Pollard, And then they can absolutely chunk it downfield, which has been a weakness for the Kansas City Chiefs. They've got both – Complimentary pieces of football. I think it's going to make it really tough on this
1: Kansas City defense. And that's where I stand. Well, the big thing to me that stood out in the Chiefs Raiders game, and I think this is a testament of Mahomes getting the ball out. A lot of talk about this Raiders front as well. Max Crosby, I believe, leaves the league in quarterback pressures. Um and a bunch of his friends up front there. They got Yannick Ngakwe and, and company. No sacks. No sacks against the Chiefs on Sunday Night Football. That, that's my biggest macro takeaway from the simple layman's box score. Of course, there's a million different advanced metrics and stats you can look at. But no sacks on Patrick Mahomes. So the line was able to hold up a little bit more. Of course, Mahomes did a little bit running around. But that is big. Dallas on paper is the more complete football team. You're absolutely right. Absolutely right. They can run the ball with two backs now. They have playmakers upon playmakers on the outside. And I guess just for a good podcast take, I'm going to go with the Chiefs at home to see if I'm right. And maybe this is some momentum for Kansas City. And I tell you what, if they get their mojo back, that's not a team I want to see in the playoffs, is is the Kansas City Chiefs. But they have to stay balanced. Hot take.
2: No, no, you go ahead. You they go have ahead. to
1: stay balanced. And uh, I, I just think it's going to be a very telling football game for both teams. You know, if it's a competitive game, three, two, three point game like Vegas you know predicts then I think it's kind of encouraging for both teams, even, even, even the team that comes out with a loss. If this game is competitive, I, I think the chiefs will be okay, but I think they might win. I, I'm going with Kansas city, but probably be losing sleep over that all week go ahead chief so
2: here's my hot take kansas city does not make the playoffs might might not be as hot of a take as we think but you know as it stands right now what's kansas city's record four and five
1: six and four Here's the problem: they don't have a tiebreaker over the Bills. They don't have a tiebreaker over the Titans if they start falling. If they start head to head, we're talking. Um, oh yeah,
2: yeah. My bad. I was looking at something else. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: But those are two of the bigger problems. They don't have a. Well, they still have a game left against the Chargers. They're going to need that one, right? Um, they lost to Baltimore. They lost all these head to heads, Chief. That is could come back to haunt them. You're absolutely right. Yeah, six and four, six and four, and they get the Cowboys this week, and they
2: can be six and five. And they get the Broncos, who they should beat, and they'll probably be six and six. Raiders may be in payback mode, but if the Chiefs are rolling, I'm not going to take the Raiders them to beat the Raiders. We'll have to see where the Chargers are. They they close it out with Bengals, Broncos. So either way, like like I understand they could very well still get in and mainly i think they'll get in because the raiders might poop this division away but if the raiders don't poop the division away is kansas city still going to get in i mean clearly they'd have to split um you know they've already lost to the chargers once If they lose to the Chargers again, forget it. And the Chargers are at home this time, but you see the Chargers are kind of faltering. But I'm sticking by my hot take, though. Kansas City
1: doesn't make the playoffs. They might be behind the eight ball if they drop this game to Dallas. A little bit even more. Well, the thing is, the only
2: way they get in is if the Chargers legit have a meltdown. Because the Chargers have already beat them once. And if the Chargers beat them again, because here's the other thing that the Chargers have working in their favor. They've already beat the Raiders. Correct. If the Chargers beat them twice and win on the road in L.A., the Chargers are going to win this division. As as crazy as that sounds, can the Chargers beat Kansas City twice and split with the Raiders? Or or, you know, or beat the Raiders twice. If they beat the Raiders twice, it doesn't even matter if they lose to Denver. Denver's
1: not better than these other three teams. I feel like the Chargers are having an identity crisis. And they're going to fig- <laughs> they're gonna have to figure out who they are quickly. I feel like the Raiders know who they want to be, but they're not who they think they are. They don't have the person. They just are not good enough, I don't think, to be who they think they want to be. The yeah. Chiefs have the talent to to remain that ide- with that high octane offense identity and just do enough defensively. But I, like I said, I think it comes down to Mahomes growing up a little, swallowing his pride, not looking for the home run as much, and I think he started doing that against Oakland. Fantasy wise, let's talk about this game for DFS since it is a DFS podcast, by the way. For sure, by the way, is seventy one hundred too cheap for Travis Kelsey since he is resurrected. Tyree kill eighty two hundred on DK. Is Clyde Edwards Hilaire gonna come back? I don't know. It's anyone's guess. Darrell Williams is fifty four hundred coming off a monster game. Pat Mahomes is the fourth highest priced quarterback. Dak Prescott right behind him. We don't have any running back over nine k on the DK slate, Chief. It's gonna be easy. It's
2: gonna
1: be easy to get your spend ups. Is where I'm getting at.
2: You know how this goes. You play Kelsey every week during the regular slates. He doesn't get there. And he takes a showdown slate and crushes you. And he's going to come back this week and have five catches for 30 yards and a touchdown. I'm kidding. I really am kidding. I think he's going to be fine. Um, But uh, all in all, Kelsey at 7,100 is just fine. Just fine.
1: The other side of the ball, C.D. Lamb had one hell of a game. Again. Also, Michael Gallup is back. 15% yes, of is. the target market share. But 35% of the air yard market share. Let me whisper that one more time. Michael Gallup had 35% of the team's air yard market share. That com- <laughs> He is my sidecar piece of this game, if I'm running a little game stack. I hope that ownership will just be low enough on Michael Gallup that I'm going to incorporate him into some of these builds this week. Talk to me about this side. Obviously, there's a million different ways you can go with some Dallas builds. Do you have a preference here on this beautiful Tuesday morning?
2: Well, I mean, as you can see, Dak is 7,200. And I, I do think they'll need Dak here. As you can see, Zeke has been priced up to 7700 for this spot. Zeke hasn't been this much all season. And in this spot, they've got him priced at 7700 Unbelievable. Is this the onslaught spot, right, where you take Dak, you take Zeke, and you take, like, Amari Cooper or CeeDee Lamb or Michael Like, is this one of those onslaught spots, right? Is this the week that Dalton Schultz is going to, you know, kind of come back to life here? Only had two targets last week. Is this the week? Inquiring minds want to know. I do think this, is, this would be the onslaught week, though, for me. So now you're I, saying I, they're going to blow the doors off the Chiefs. No, I'm not saying they're going to blow the doors off. I'm saying they could score 28 points and Dak, Zeke, and a receiver could get there. Very true. You know, uh, I think this game is going to be competitive. I think points will be available on both sides. Ultimately, I think the Cowboys will prevail.
1: Right now, it's the only game on the main slate with a total higher... Than 50. The only one Arizona and Seattle has a 50 total. We know where yep. the ownership's going to go on Sunday. Take that for what it's worth. If you want to fade that game entirely? Be my guest. Mm-hmm. Am I going to fade that game entirely? I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> but I understand. Yeah. We should talk about that Raiders-Bengals game because it does have a 49 total.
2: And guess what? That's not much different than where we are already.
1: You're right. You're right. You know? And Joe Burrow, 6,600 coming off a dud. Had the bye week. Got to hang out a little bit, regroup. I like the spot, Chief. I like the spot a lot. Talk to me a little bit more here about the Bengals and the Raiders
2: this game could very well end up not being sneaky by by the end of the week. And that's already how I'm feeling about it right now. Like, because people are going to try to find pivots off this Dallas Chiefs game. And, uh, I mean, this game just screams, hey, play me, play me, play me, right? Could very well be that game again. Uh, Another sneaky game, I think, It's Miami and the Jets. Uh, Wow. If Tua gets to play Mike White here, one of these quarterbacks could go off for 25 fantasy points. We're going to have good prices on them. And not to overlook the Bengals Raiders, but I know I've already touched on that one. But Miami and the Jets. Early shootout spectacular, I think. I, I think that could be the early game where people overlook and they just say, you know, and you got two quarterbacks and a handful of receivers on both sides that could possibly get the job done. You know, if you're getting uh, Jalen Waddle in this spot, right. Should have a fair amount of targets against the jets. He's 5,600. You go on the other side. You got Elijah Moore and Crowder and all these guys. Devontae Parker's not playing. Will Fuller's not playing. Uh, so Waddle in the game and Jaceki at fifty-two. I mean, Gisecki, first of all, he had seven targets last week and zero catches. That's a phenomenon in and of its own in the time-space continuum. Uh, yeah. it, it, you, you, you're telling me Mike Jaceki gets seven targets against the Jets and doesn't pull up num- doesn't put up numbers? I don't think so.
1: Interesting, and you're right, two of 5500 super cheap. And Jalen Waddle, sneaky spot for Jalen Waddle, 5600 I mean, you can build with some of these cheap little stacks and have some pieces of one of the popular games if that's the route you're going. I totally get it.
2: Man, I thought we were going to get more Odell Beckham tonight. Jesus.
1: Didn't get anything from the Rams tonight, buddy. Ugly. All right, sorry, sorry for that other sidebar. <laughs> um, listen, man, what are you doing with Cam Newton, and what can you advise the public to do with fifty one hundred Cam Newton? Like,
2: what's- I mean, Cam was fifty one hundred, not fifty one hundred. I mean, Cam uh, came in basically for two plays and <laughs> scored eleven fantasy points. All right, not two plays, but you get my point, right? I mean, <laughs> rush for a touchdown, three rushing attempts, fourteen yards in a TD, three for four passing, eight yards in a TD. I mean, just you know, you know, if Cam and it, they did say it's looking like he's pushing towards starting, they're going to try to work him as the starter, and I just think it's because he's got so much experience, right? Um. If Cam is starting against the Washington football team at 5,100,
1: I think we have to consider it. All it took for Robbie Anderson to get right was Cam Newton. That's all he needed it was Cam Newton, right? It's all the industry was calling <laughs> for.
2: Well, I mean, he, Cam didn't play a lot. I mean, you know, know. P, P, PJ definitely did his part. We got a win. Let's get another win this week.
1: XFL superstar PJ Walker. Got to love it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Listen, he was if you weren't playing PJ Washington in the XFL, you weren't doing it right. He was spectacular. Uh sec- secondly, the XFL will be back. Story for another day.
1: Love the XFL.
2: Yeah. Can it's they just it. get someone to sustain it
1: since the Tommy Maddox days, my friend?
2: Oh, wow. Watch out. He hate me.
1: Ooh, That
2: was the first XFL
1: mm-hmm.
2: with the uh, the nicknames on the back. Man, can we get Odell like you thought they would have put Od- Ugh, never mind. You guys don't want to hear me rant tonight. I'm actually tilting. I don't do that a lot.
1: <laughs> All right. Looking at some of these other prices. Uh, I'm just going to go look at running back since we covered a lot of quarterbacks looks like Aaron Jones is going to miss some time uh DK did a good job of pricing AJ Dillon accordingly at 6200 fairly accordingly um so at listen least I
2: was going to say that might not be enough
1: fairly accord I mean at least he's not a free square how many times did everybody in the industry play Mike Davis at 4k I mean you're well aware <laughs> being the Panthers fan you are last season yeah Uh, so at least he's not a free square like there has to be some thought behind it now uh so that's good uh listen okay we're gonna kind of kill two birds with one stone here are you willing to just toss out that Seattle Green Bay game that we just witnessed with two quarterbacks coming back you know Rogers and COVID whatever Wilson had a staple taken out of his thumb you know his issue like Is either one of them more – are you worried about Wilson or Rodgers or both or neither? No,
2: I'm not worried about either one of them because Russell Wilson has never been in this offense consistently high-volume, high-passing yards, and Aaron Rodgers hasn't really been that either. Aaron Rodgers has been Mr. Magician, but Aaron Rodgers was never a guy that was going to throw for 350 every game. That's not who he is. And I think we talk about him like he's Patrick Mahomes. Or, you know, um, yeah, let's go with that, Patrick Mahomes. But he's not that guy. Aaron is like his own, he's he, he's just a good passer. I he's a great, say, he's a great quarterback. I
1: would say But he, Aaron
2: Rodgers is not electric.
1: I think he's situationally electric. But because okay. you're right, but, but you get, but you get
2: my point. Because he's goes, he's not.
1: Go ahead. I'm sorry. It goes hand in hand. that He's not throwing the ball fifty times every other week. Right. I will say he's a he could be a top five most efficient quarterback of all time. Efficient.
2: Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely Probably is. Yeah,
1: but, but what I'm saying is the media,
2: along with you know Stephen A. Smith, has now deemed him a bad man, Aaron Rodgers. And that may have some truth to it, like you said, situationally. But all in all, Aaron Rodgers is – I'm going to say this. Uh-oh. Don't throw the tomatoes at me. Uh-oh. He's a glorified game manager. That 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 hits a few Hail Marys on Monday night and Thursday night football. When's the last time Aaron Rodgers has gone all the way to the Super Bowl? Just- I don't care. I don't care if you get in the playoffs every year. If you're the bad man, let's get to the Super Bowl consistently. Yep. We're go- and guess what we're going to do? We're going to blame Mike McCarthy and we're going to blame Matt LaFleur.
1: See, you see, you see how that works? Well, well, on last week's podcast, we did a hell of a lot of blaming on the front office. When's the last time they got him some more help, though, Chief? Oh, he got, he's got Randall Cobb back. They got his guy back. Listen, listen. Bring this here. Listen, I will, oh, Randall I, will,
2: Cobb. <laughs> I will go on the record and say that he has not had help. And I will also go on the record and say, why in the world didn't they go after Odell Beckham? Like, say, look, Odell, you're coming here. We're not going to go. You're coming here. What does it take? Okay, now watch this. Comparatively, the baddest man at quarterback is Tom Brady, who got it done with no weapons consistently. And now you can now you see what he can do with weapons in a high octane offense. Didn't win this week. But all in all, Tom Brady at 40 plus years old is still pushing the ball down the field. How many yards per game is Tom averaging? Is it is it over three hundred? I, I don't have it in front of me. My guess would be around three hundred two. Could be wrong. I'm stalling so you can look this up if you're looking
1: it up. I, I'm actually stalling.
2: Uh, and we could probably just look it up on a on a player card or something. So
1: just keep uh, talking. I'll look it up. I got you, brother. <laughs> keep going. This, this is what it's like, guys.
2: At any rate. Look, I don't dislike Aaron Rodgers, guys. I, I like him a lot, but I'm ne- you're never going to hear me call him this massively elite quarterback. So Tom Brady's
1: electric is what? No, you're no, no, no,
2: no, 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 no. And l- let me clear that up because I don't want anybody to call me out on this. <laughs> Matt, uh, not Matt. Aaron Rodgers is great. He's fantastic, but he's not electric. And I think the media has made him out to be electric, and that's just not who he is. He's a better version of Alex Smith.
1: Oh, yeah. Don't don't like that all right, one. All right, all right. Listen, I, I, now, don't now like being, that one. I do now, like
2: now that I'm being one. facetious. Now now I'm being <laughs> facetious. Don't. I, I just did that because oh, they got drafted the same year. That that's that's all I did. Okay, I so don't know. don't. The, you know, don't, don't. don't Alex hate Smith me on
1: continuously team. got the raw deal, though. I'll, I'll, I will say that. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. How, I'm out. How many yards per game does Tom Brady average in his career? You know, know what? You, I know this you, is going to be a Chiefs
2: trivia question in the Discord. If you're looking to, if you're listening to this and I ask this question in the Discord, you're probably automatically going to win. So we'll
1: figure out if anybody in Chiefs prop shop listens to food for thought. <laughs> well I, listen, I, I, listen, said, listen, I listen, said 302. Listen, listen, listen. I want you to tell me what these three quarterbacks' career passing yard per game averages are. Tell no, me no 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 I meant this year. Not not career. Oh this year. Okay. This year. Okay. Yeah that's
2: what I meant. I meant this year. All because right. and here's here's why I'm saying this year. Because this is the first year Tom Brady or second year Tom has had like Bruce Arians, right? And Bruce Arians is a more aggressive coach. And so I do want to take that into uh, consideration because that's really what I'm saying about Aaron Rodgers, right? Mm -hmm. Like, what did I say? He's had Matt Lafleur, He's had Mike McCarthy. And he's won, but he hasn't got going all the way. So this year, Tom Brady, my guess was 302. That was my guess. And I figured that because I, I can see the box score in my mind. I'm not looking at it. I can see the box score of 350, 360, 212, uh, 365. You see them? I can see it. So we're taking it higher. Okay. Uh, higher. I was thinking about that song. Your love's lifting me. Yeah, that's it. Uh, 325. 318.9. Okay, And Aaron Rodgers, I'm gonna take a stab at this. Did you have, Did you have Aaron pulled up by chance?
1: Oh, I got it, buddy. Okay. Get paid season. overtime this week, buddy
2: <laughs> <laughs> I would say Aaron Rodgers is averaging 253. Close.
1: 242. I rest my case. I, w- I will say this Tom Brady has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight seasons where he's averaged at least 280 yards per game. Mm-hmm. How many times has Aaron Rodgers done that? Mm-hmm. 280 is the magic let's number. Go, let's go 10. You're telling me that Aaron Rodgers has averaged 280 yards per game 10 times? That's Let's fair. go 10. Let's That's go fair.
2: 10. I mean, because he this is his, what, 17th, 18th season?
1: So he came in the league in 05, but officially started in 08. So uh, 13, 14, you know, 13 years. 13 oh, okay. Well, years. Well,
2: well, well, no. So I won't go with 10 then. Okay. Let's go 7.
1: Survey says he's done it twice. Okay. I'm helping you prove your point here. He has a couple of seasons in the 270s. Okay. Okay.
2: And see, what I was trying to do was give him half of the time. And he's not even doing it half of the
1: time. Guess whose career quarterback rating is higher? It's Aaron Rodgers. Mm -hmm. So, everybody – and then you know what? That's not exactly fair. I mean, Rodgers – Agree or disagree,
2: Okay. Aaron Rodgers is a great – or spectacular, spectacularly glorified game manager.
1: He's the best to ever do it if you're putting him and, in that category.
2: And that's not a knock on Aaron Rodgers. That's to say we've called it, we've made Aaron Rodgers the media, me included. I'm gonna include myself in the media because we've got media things going on here. We've all with under the, you know, with the influence of Stephen A. Smith on television have talked about the greatness, greatness now, of Aaron Rodgers. And he has been great at times. But all in all, uh, like what, what's so special about Aaron Rodgers versus Jimmy Garoppolo? If at the end of the day, championships are what's going to matter. And, and championships aren't the only thing that matter. Don't get me wrong. But I'm saying, you, you know, when you're one of the greats, like for instance, Drew Brees is going to the Hall of Fame, right? Right. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm saying, would you agree with that? Yeah, absolutely. And Aaron Rodgers is going to the Hall of Fame, too, along with Tom Brady and Dan Marino.
1: Right. But and Aaron Rodgers and- is going in as a game manager, so he only gets a small little section in no, the back, in no, the no, back no. of the Canton show. No, there. no, no.
2: There's a reason I'm naming these particular particular players. Because and man, this 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 has been a good pod this week. I think it's been a real pod, right? Like this has been that, a real one.
1: Let's let's like let's take the midseason break from all of the DFS. Yeah, this and, has been a real one. Hit the reset button, and and we'll talk about the the best game managers in NFL history. <laughs> Here, here's my question. as you were as you were, and, and I brought this up for a reason.
2: So Aaron Rodgers is going. How many championships does he have? Currently, one. Drew Brees is going. How many championships does he have? One. Dan Marino's in. How many championships does he have? Zero. We know Tom is going. Do you think Philip Rivers is going? Right. But why wouldn't he go? Dan Marino got in. Okay. And I think you know where I'm going with this, Looch. Because there's one quarterback that may be the most controversial. Does he get into the Hall of Fame of all time? <sighs> Multi-championships. Do we have to go there tonight? We do. We do. Multi-championships. Multi. I, I know. And, and, I and know. people are on the fence. And Aaron Rodgers is guaranteed to get in. <laughs>
1: Oh, man. Come on.
2: Do you see where I'm going with
1: this? I, I, we if, if winning, if if
2: Which is going to matter more in the end? Is it the winning or is it the glorified greatness? Which one is it? We can say all we want about, well, he had a defense that helped him out. He did. He absolutely had one. How many championships does he have, Luch? I want you to please say this for me. On the airwaves, you know who we're talking about. Everybody knows who we're talking about. How many championships does Eli Manning have?
1: He has 2.
2: And who did he have to beat in those 2?
1: Well, okay, well, the Patriots. Well.
2: the Patriots. I'm not you don't we don't have to say Tom Brady. We'll say the Patriots. Here's, and and so that's my question, right? Like, yeah, Aaron Rodgers has been great. And
1: guess what? Look up Eli Manning's numbers. He's got the numbers too. He was exactly 117 and 117 in the regular season. A 500 quarterback, but has two rings. Now, Mm -hmm. Eli Manning has thrown 20 interceptions in a season on three separate occasions. Mm -hmm. Eli Manning has thrown for 30 or more touchdowns only three times. Okay. How many times has he averaged? 280. The magic number says once. Okay. And how many championships does he have? And how many times can you cash lightning in a bottle in one lifetime? Apparently twice. Apparently twice, my friend. But but what we're saying is this. Does he pay residuals to Mario Manningham, you think? And David Tyree? Does he, do they get the annual fruit baskets on the porch at the wintertime? Perhaps.
2: But here's what I'm saying. Aaron Rodgers only averaged 280 twice. He has one championship. Eli Manning has averaged it once, and he has two championships.
1: You know what they say, Chief. It, take, <laughs> it takes all 11. I'm going to tell you this right
2: now. For everybody that thinks people are on the fence about this, Eli Manning is going to the Hall of Fame, and there isn't, there isn't anything anybody can do about it. I agree. He's There's nothing the of
1: we can do. He's getting in. It's a fun game. Yeah, this is, this is a really fun game uh, because you, you know I'm, I'm looking at part part of part of the canon. Is he has the hardware. If he doesn't have the hardware, he doesn't get in. Guess what? That's my point. He doesn't get in. I know. I know that's your point. I know he that's is, your point. He is because or the, was the, the legacy, quintessential. He is the leader of the space time continuum. He is the anomaly. Yes, of the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Eli yes. Manning's driving the spaceship and is crashing it right into planet Earth. Yeah. That, that's exactly what he's doing. The only And reasonable... it's all
2: gonna collide in Canton, baby. It's all coming to an end.
1: <laughs> so legacy and the hardware are a integral part of of the resume. Listen, folks. We are down the rabbit hole of all rabbit holes, and I hope but you're th- enjoying. But you this gotta enjoy as much it. As we're, we're gonna. Play this is one- what you guys want
2: to talk about, anyway.
1: Like, come on. This yeah. is the fun part of this. You're only gonna watch twelve more shows this week, or listen to fifteen more podcasts, and and hear about these. In- I don't know if Clyde Edwards Hilaire is gonna play. It's Tuesday, but let's play the quarterback game. <laughs> let's, play let's,
2: play let's play. the quarterback game. Gets into games. the Hall of Fame. This is fantastic. All right. we're, also, gonna, do, we're gonna do one more. I'm giving you let, a, a mystery. Let's, Last thing, last thing. Okay, okay. I want you to do this. I want you to do this, guys. We're getting excited here. uh I want you to do this. But man, I had flashbacks just now of Jimmy G talking to Aaron Andrews because he was talking to Lisa Salters, <laughs> and he, I, I'm not sure if anybody remembers that when he uh, uh, saw saw Aaron Andrews and winked. It was like, "I'll see you later, baby."
1: Oh man, he only does Classic. that after, after big wins, which aren't many.
2: <laughs> yes. Okay, okay, one more, one more, and we're out. He's one got, more.
1: like, that confident, you know, people drink a couple beers, they get that confidence juice flowing. He gets a big one, and he starts winking at all the reporters. I mean, come on, Jimmy. Yeah. Can't wait for next week's episode when we talk about what's wrong with the Rams, but stay tuned for the quarterback game because we got Oh, one we're more. still in the time space we, continuum. <laughs> the Rams go down to the San
2: Francisco 49ers.
1: All right. Last one. one for you. I have a mystery yes. quarterback here, and feel free to play at home, folks. Feel <laughs> free to play at home i have a mystery quarterback here we're talking about that magic 280 number i hear you clicking over there i don't want to see no googling going on will priester
2: no 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 googling
1: he has one two three four five seasons of averaging 280 yards per game he has at least one super bowl i won't tell you if it's one or more hold on say say it again he has at least one Super Bowl. And then what's the first what's the first statistic again in terms he, of the yards per game? He has four seasons of 280 plus. Okay. Has okay. at least one Super Bowl. He has zero seasons of 40 touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Zero. No seasons of 40 touchdowns. I'm painting a pretty good picture here. In fact, I'll take it a step further. He has no seasons of 35 or more touchdowns.
2: And He's still playing right now.
1: I can't tell you that.
2: Oh, okay. Okay.
1: I can't tell you that. Okay. I think that I think that would give it away. Okay. So the Aaron Rodgers glorified game manager thing was like a little bit of a stretch, but I, I understand it. I understand it. He's like stuck between lethal all over media and game. He's like in the tier between. He's just so freaking incredibly good at what he does. He's, he's a surgeon. He's a here's surgeon. The thing. This guy he, I'm talking about. Doesn't have uh-huh. any, any seasons of thirty five or more touchdowns. He has a he has hardware, and he has four seasons of two hundred and eighty plus yards. If if he isn't the best game manager we've seen in our lifetimes, I don't know who is. I don't know who is. Let me say, Aaron Rodgers. I feel like he's in between Patrick Mahomes,
2: and uh, and the reason why I'm saying Patrick is because he's the most recent electrifying quarterback we've seen I think Dan Marino might have been the guy back in the day right and so I feel like Patrick Mahomes would have been between not Patrick Mahomes and Rodgers would have been in between in my opinion Dan Marino and let's go Joe Montana
1: thanks Let's High go there today, baby. I love it. I love Let's it.
2: Let, you see what I'm saying? It's like right in between those two from the old days. In today's game in terms of electric because Dan Marino was like he was considered electric like during his time. Like, my gosh just okay. So in today's game, I feel like he'd be in between since we're all still playing Patrick Mahomes and um Let's go, Kirk Cousins. And the reason why I said it is because Tom Brady, in my opinion, has his own category. And I really mean that. Like he's done it all. Okay. So 280, four times, hasn't gone past 35 touchdowns in a season.
1: But he has some hardware.
2: And he has some hardware.
1: In fact, he averaged 258 yards per game. It's definitely not Peyton Manning. It's
2: survey says.
1: Um, I, I'm eliminating some people. Okay. All right. I'm, I'm eliminating some people. I'll give you. I'll give you one. Uh, one like one throwaway guess, and then and then I'm yeah. calling clock on you for time purposes here. On food for yeah, time. yeah, yeah. Of course. I'm going Steve Young. Not right, but good guess. Good guess. Or do you want one more guess? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go
2: one more. Uh, so yeah, definitely not Peyton. Definitely not Drew Brees. Um, of course not Brady. Not Troy Aikman. I don't think, because I don't think Troy would have
1: averaged that many yards passing. He's thrown for four thousand yards in a season six times. That's it. He's played for a long time now, sixteen years. It's looking like oh wow, seventeen. Are we near seventeen? I can't count. It's too late. Too late at night here. Ben Roethlisberger. It's big. No, can't. It's, it's big. He... Ben Roethlisberger.
2: Let me tell you what. Let me tell you what. What threw me off in my mind. Ben had absolutely thrown for forty plus, especially in those Antonio Brown, Le'Veon years.
1: Right. But he didn't do it. He didn't do it. He didn't. He, he man, 20, 24, actually, 2015. Listen to this. Ah, he was hurt that year. 2014, he threw for 309 yards per game, only had 32 touchdowns. <laughs>
2: but uh, uh, Antonio was there, and so was Levion, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. they just, I mean, because Levion would probably have, you know, one or two per game on the ground, he probably passed, you know, maybe no more than two or three per game. I can see it. Like, I could see him putting up over 300 yards passing and only having two passing touchdowns most games. Then a sprinkle of a game with four, and then Le'Veon, when it gets cold, Le'Veon cranks it up, and he has two or three rushing, and Antonio has one receiving, and Ben's still throwing for 300 yards, but he's not getting a touchdown. I can absolutely see it. It makes total sense to me in my mind.
1: Now, if you told me Ben Roethlisberger was your – best game manager of all time i, I can understand the theory ben, vintage ben scary dude because he just did not make those mistakes and i think that's where he kind of got a little bit of that manager label but man well, that, that but he, guy, here's he the just, thing he just won he was clutch he made all the big throws but look at the support this goes hand in hand with our organizational conversation we had he yes. always had the support he needed every season 90 percent of the time he had a top Top half of the league defense, if not a top 10. Always a top had a running 10 wide game, receiver. Always had a coach. Couldn't have been a better situation uh for Big Ben after yeah. after that whole Eli Manning, philip Rivers draft. We talked about both of them. And you they, know, what? he yeah. uh, he waited forever in that first round. And great, great uh ESPN film, by the way, where they talk about that draft. And poor, it was a good draft, like overall. And poor Ben waited forever. <laughs> and you know what? Made a hell. <laughs> He made his situation into one hell of a legacy, but he's got the hardware. He doesn't have electric numbers. He's never thrown for 40 touchdowns, right?
2: And guess what? I would never call Ben electric. You want to hear me say, oh, Ben's electric. Here's what I will say. It's electric. Here's what I will say. In the time-space continuum, I do think uh, check marks along the career matter. Right. So Tom Brady's pretty much done it at every stop in his career. Rookie, you know, a younger quarterback. What we can what we thought was his prime and then slightly outside of the prime. Right. Tom Brady's done it at every checkmark. And so I do understand that there's validity in looking at that. Right. Like quarterbacks can become game managers in their older years. Peyton Manning, as an example. Drew Brees, as an example. Now, Philip Rivers never really, he probably should have, and he just couldn't do it. He's a gunslinger. He just couldn't do, like, his, the inner working most parts of his heart would not allow him to be that. But what Aaron Rodgers has done is win consistently, and that's something I will not take away. He has won consistently every year. The problem is the media has elevated him to a level of greatness in terms of, I guess, winning, but the ch- like he has not achieved the championships, right? And I think for me, what I'm looking at is for Aaron Rodgers to really, like, be in the upper echelon of quarterback, where are the championships?
1: My rebuttal to you is, before we get the hell out of here, folks, is yeah, in the NFL, look at everything we talked about today. More than ever, it's at any given Sunday week. any It Sunday, is. Any given Sunday league. It Sorry, is. I'm, I'm tongue twisted there. My dog just got a sweater, which I can't stand for her. I got to have a word with my girlfriend and she's trying to get it off. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, one Super Bowl in the NFL is a lot because it's not a sport based on series. Every other sport, and I get it, it's because of the physical nature and for time purposes, you just can't space these things out. NBA, best individual. of five, best of seven. MLB, MLB plays 160 regular season games and then goes, you know, best of seven World series. Hockey plays series in the playoffs. For everything to go right, completely right, more than one time for a full season in your career, having one Super Bowl is a lot, which is why I'm fine with the label Aaron Rodgers gets. He has the swag. And which is why it solidifies signed, sealed, stamped, and delivers Eli Manning into Canton. Whether I like it or not, whether you like it or not, whether anyone else outside of the state of New York likes it, Eli Manning has two Super Bowl rings, and I know you proved that point. And that's what you were making, too. Two is a hell of a lot of hardware in the NFL. You have two Super Bowl rings. You're a borderline legend, and, and that's just the way it is. Hey, listen, we, we may
2: have just solved the time-space continuum. Hall of Fame debate on Eli Manning on this show, and 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 we need to get this out to the masses, folks. Tweet at us, hit us up, share your thoughts. Right, like we're not in this thing alone. This is everybody's podcast. We're just on here to get the conversation started. Share something with us.
1: Yeah, that that was one of our better rabbit holes. We'll we'll get hit you more with some DFS. Uh, consider this kind of our bye week since there are. Uh, So many variables moving into this week with injuries. And, you know, for example, just before DeAndre Hopkins, is he going to come back if he does he's 6,500? Why am I going to waste time on it now telling you he's an obvious play? You (laughs) you know, at 6,500. Anyway, once again, if you skip through this podcast, and got to the good quarterback stuff here, check out the chief's prop shop uh, on discord and the chief will be in there this week um, with probably some guest cameos and appearances from, from some of us here at RG who are crushing the prop game. So congrats again to you chief. And where can the people find you on Twitter to catch up on some of the content you're putting out?
2: Yeah, man. At chief justice. O6. That's where I am. Uh, You know, thank you guys for, for hopping in the prop shop. We're going to, it's going to be fun. It, it, it's going to be a good ride. And, and shout out to Dan Bach as well for uh,
1: just uh, j- just just giving us this little platform to do something we love. Well, let me take this one out of here, folks. And, and thanks again for sticking with us listening. We hope uh, you find some of these debates as entertaining as, as we do. And watch me get this little jab in here at the end. So for the game manager, Will Priester, I'm Justin Carlici. Have a great one, everyone, and good luck.